You're listening to the Holistic Nootropics Podcast, your home for holistic, evidence-based cognitive enhancement strategies. And now your host, Eric Levi. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Holistic Nootropics Podcast, where we discuss using nootropics, biohacking, and nutrition to help you boost your cognition. If it is your first time listening to the podcast, then please take a second and consider subscribing, aka smash that subscribe button right there in your podcast player. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, then hit it right there in the YouTube player. If you are enjoying the podcast, then head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review because those ratings... You know, these algorithms, they do the thing, they get you going, people find you. It helps the whole podcast. It helps Holistic Nootropics. And if you're enjoying it, show some love. That's all I'm really asking for. And if you are someone who is new to nootropics, health and wellness, supplementation, then head on over to holisticnootropics.com and download a free copy of my supplement buying guide. This is a free guide that will walk you through ingredient by ingredient on how to find the best quality supplements and nootropics on the market today. Because let's face it, my guest Lydia knows this for sure. There is a lot of junk that is being sold on the market today. The supplement market is a $100 billion industry and probably about 99.9 billion of that is absolute trash. That's because these supplement companies, they use a lot of preservatives and cheap fillers. They try to cut corners with their manufacturing. They use cheap stuff. They get cheap ingredients from all over the world. All of it really diminishes the value and the actual potency of the supplement itself. And you know what's crazy? They do these tests. um, They do these purity tests and they find that like most of the supplements that you're buying on Amazon don't even have the thing you're buying in them. So if you're going to spend money on supplements, do it right. Head on over to holisticnootropics.com. Get that guide. You'll find out how to buy how to buy good supplements and nootropics. That way, you can get better quality products. You can build your body, build your supplement cabinet, and build your life. Okay, with that, let us start the podcast today with my guest. Lydia Joy. Lydia is a nutritional therapy practitioner, a mind-body coach, a teacher, a mentor, and a writer. She's the founder of the HTMA Practitioner Jumpstart, supporting holistic practitioners with her comprehensive whole person approach with mineral balancing through hair tissue mineral analysis. Lydia specializes in empowering exhausted women to get their spark back. And oh yeah, she's a single mom of four boys. Lydia, welcome to the Holistic Nootropics Podcast. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back. Yes, this is um, Lydia's second time on the podcast. Lydia is another OG. We've we've brought back a few OGs from the early days uh, back on the podcast recently. And Lydia was uh, was a big um, fan requested guest to bring back because you dropped so much just valuable knowledge on the last podcast, all about minerals and about the importance of balancing minerals. And I really think during this time of COVID, you know, people have been so desperate to find that, like, what is that thing? You know, like we've heard you, you, you turn on certain podcasts or certain, you know, YouTube channels and they'll tell you about, Oh, you got to take more zinc. Oh, you got to take more magnesium. Um, and you know that it's really not that simple. So um, this is why I wanted to bring you back because you know you, people can go listen to that last podcast and man, like there's just so much great info there, and we'll probably cover some of that stuff here. Um, but I wanted to jump into some more stuff, um, kind of as an abridge to that. But before we do, um, Lydia, why don't you tell people here just a quick bit about you, how you got into the health and wellness space, and what really brought you to minerals in the first place? Hmm. 
Well, uh, like Eric said, I'm a single mom. So, (laughs) I mean, let's be honest, that's some burnout right there. Um, But, you know, I was doing this work as a functional nutritional therapy practitioner um, and needed something else. I I wasn't able to recover my health um, as a single mom with four small kids and no help. Um, I had basically fallen into like crash and burn mode, which is where you like, you like push, 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 push. And then you crash and you're just like, ah, and then like you figure out how to get yourself back up off the floor. And then you're like, oh, I'm good. And then you, but you push again and then you crash. And I was in that cycle. And, uh, what happened was I got to a point where I literally bent over one day to pick up a sock, no lie. And I threw up my back And it took four adults to come in for a whole week and do everything that I had been doing. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. We cannot continue with this. What is going to happen if this is my reality? And it was at that moment that I knew I needed to bring in some more support. And I had been fascinated by minerals from the NTA training. But I was like, I don't know enough. Like, this was just like a dip your toe in, like, you know, exposure. And, um, I had a colleague who was working with the hair tissue mineral analysis, which I had heard about. And I was like, okay, I got to do this thing now. And so I mentored under her and Dr. Malter. And then it just was like, holy moly. I found out I was in like what we call quadruple burnout, which I kind of joke because I got the four kids. Um, so it kind of makes sense. Right. And, um, it was so eye-opening to me and validating even though it was very grievous to see, I was like, holy moly, this is so um, validating and helpful to know what I've got to do to truly rebuild. So I don't bend over and throw out my back. Like that's where I was at, you know, and it's like, that's not normal. That's crazy. And there is a connection to adrenals in that, by the way. Yeah. But, um, Anyway, so that's how I kind of got really um, hardcore into this whole mineral world and then started offering it in my practice and just snowballed. And and I've just been um, kind of on this train ever since and watching lives transform, including my own, has been so amazing. Yeah, the mineral component, it's um, it's not sexy right? Like, especially here in the, it's not yet. Right. Right. We're bringing mineral sexy back. Yes. It's, it's like, you think about it and like, especially in the biohacking space, the nootropic space, like there's so many cool, you know, research molecules that people want to get down with, you know, the racetams or the fenubut or the, you know, the, the nupept or, um, any of the choline things, right. Or even like a methylene blue or something like that. Right. Um, even like an L-theanine, like the amino acids, you know, they're a little cooler. They seem than like the minerals, you know, you talk to somebody about like, um, you know, magnesium and someone's like, Oh yeah, I guess it's like in my multivitamin or whatever, but you know, people aren't like, Oh my God, like, I have to really get down with magnesium. Like magnesium was the game changer for me, at least like in this space. But sometimes like that's all people need because that's like, and to be real, like the simpler you keep this, the better, like you're not winning a prize for taking more supplements. Like if somebody just takes, like if your body is desperate for magnesium, 
then just take magnesium. Don't take 30 other supplements because they have like a benefit for a benefit for, you know, longevity and a benefit for, um, you know, this and a benefit for like brain this and you know, whatever it's like, it's like, just find that thing you need, start there, test and see how it goes. Well, all those things you just mentioned, we can make on our own, but we're not making it on our own well for a reason, but we can't make our minerals. Like we literally can't, like we cannot make minerals inside of us. We absolutely have to get them from outside of us. So, I mean, that can turn some things on its head in the supplement world. If we, if we were just aware of that, like, you know, and, um, once upon a time, we had more minerals in our topsoil, but we haven't for a hundred years and nobody's rectified this. Nobody's cares. And then they've like literally raped our soil basically, you know, with this monocropping and all this stuff we're doing in the United States. And then we add toxins on top of it. So that's a problem. And then this, of course, our water has got chemicals and all this crap in it. So we're filtering it maybe, but the minerals are missing too. Um, cause we would have gotten our water from mountain Springs and these different places where the minerals would have naturally, you know, been in the water. So if we're missing them from those sources and nobody's eating food, all of their food from remineralized soil, rich produce and animals and such, like, I don't know anyone who's claimed that yet. So here we are. <laughs> And it's like, well, did you know that vitamins don't work without, you know, minerals? So it's like, well, why are we starting way over here with all this other stuff that we think is so awesome, which it is, it totally is. And it's not to say it couldn't help, but there is a hierarchy. And, you know, like you said, if we got the minerals going right first, um, which by the way, they should be sexy because your libido, hello, you need minerals. I mean, let's, mm-hmm. let's just go there for two seconds, but, um, yeah, so it's just, a, it's just an interesting way to kind of come back, reframe it, help people see that 30,000 foot view of like, here we are just because we can buy all these supplements because they're marketed to us and available to us. Right. You know, like, is that really the best way to go about it? So it's good. You have your, your guide. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing too, is like, you know, something like fertility, right. Or sex and libido. Like it's funny because one of the most popular articles on my website is, is, is finding the best nootropics for sex and libido. And that thing just gets so many like views a day because people are like, I need a supplement for my sex and libido, right? Because I have a low libido when really that's like a very comprehensive problem. You yes. know, that's not just like, even you're not even going to like solve that with one mineral. That's probably like a state of like burnout for one, um, you know, missing things from your diet, stress. I mean, definitely stress. Right. Yeah. Um, but like, that's a thing that if you just, if you just say, okay, like you have to first admit like, okay, I'm having a hard time in the bedroom. Okay. Like I'm not, I'm not performing well. I'm not even like interested in in this right now. Um, so like, let me just start from scratch. Let me just admit that problem. Okay. So what is like the easiest thing I can do to fix that? Well, it's, it's probably to like examine your mineral, um, balance, right? Like, like take it, like take a hair tissue mineral analysis and, and see like where your whole situation is mineral wise. And even like, um, 
environmental toxin wise, because you can see things like mercury and aluminum and um, mm -hmm. those sorts of things. And you can see the ratio. So you can actually see like, oh, your adrenals are out of whack, your thyroid's out of whack, you know, your gut health's out of whack. Um, yeah. Instead of, instead of just kind of throwing darts, you know, in the dark, it's like, you can say, oh, okay. So this is where, this is probably an indicator of why my libido has gone. And then if you, if your libido has gone, that probably also means like your like joy in life is missing. And, you know, you're not, you're probably not doing the things in life that you want. Like it's a whole cascading effect of problems. So um, I'm sure that's a thing you see a lot running those hair tissue mineral analysis. Yeah. I mean, women say that to me all the time. I have no libido. And so if it's not a relationship issue, which I mean, that's a whole nother piece, but like, which it could be both. It could be physiological and <laughs> relational and it could be relational because it's physiological first. Right. Uh, Cause we're so burned out, but um, yeah, for sure. And it's the reality is, is we, we have to admit that we're more burned out than we realize. And it's easier to get into a, a deeper state of burnout today more than ever before in history. Um, so our autonomic nervous system literally is powered by minerals. And that system has the, you know, sympathetic side, which is like the fight or flight. We're pumping out our hormones. We're using them. We're, we're our circulations going to our extremities away from our central organs and everything like that. And so it's that that's becomes the priority when we're in that, you know, I'm on all the time, which is society. Like we get up early, we rush off to work, we rush home, we're doing all this stuff. Like we're go, 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 go as a society, right? But the human body is not designed to be in that on mode as much as we are. It's actually designed to be in the parasympathetic rest mode more. Like I heard a statistic like 80%, which is crazy. We should be like lions, like, you know, like lay around and then go run around a little bit, you know, but we're not like, and that probably will freak people out hearing that because it's just not society. So, okay, maybe we can't get to that, but maybe it's enough to remind us, hey, we're not human doings, we're human beings, right? We can't be the Energizer Bunny without enough recharge, so that in and of itself is depleting us on top of the already existing depletion of minerals that exists. And so because we run on minerals, our nervous system, but also you mentioned adrenals, you mentioned thyroid, which kind of precede our sex hormones. We really got to understand like these are two main energy producing glands, uh, produce a lot of hormones um, they're like our, our, our spark and our ignition, right. And they both have to be optimized to have optimal energy. And if one or both are depleted, even a little, it's like a double whammy. Right. So, and then the adrenals regulate the mineral corticoids, which are like sodium and potassium regulation. So we don't talk about that. We talk about cortisol, cortisol, cortisol. Why do we talk about cortisol? Well, we're in freaking sympathetic nervous system, fight or flight all the time. So of course we're going to talk about cortisol, but then the mineral corticoid aspect of your adrenal function does not get addressed or looked at. And it's like, why? 
So I think it's important to kind of take a step back. If you're like saying my libido shot, um, it's really an overall systemic thing, right? So to just take a pill, I mean, sure, go take some Viagra. What's that going to really do, right? Mm -hmm. Or take a supplement uh, or take something to help with circulation. You know, okay, maybe. But if you don't understand your whole system and where it's currently at, you know, it's like trying to throw spaghetti against the wall, you know? Yeah. And the mineral corticoid whole thing, like sodium, potassium, like you really think about it too, like that's running the pump of your membranes and your cells. So, um, you know, are you even absorbing the nutrients in your diet mm -hmm. into the cell? You know, you might, if that whole thing's out of whack, then it's like, you're not even getting the nutrition into your cells to power your mitochondria to even build the ATP that you need to like feel human, to feel alive. And this is where you start jumping on that, you know, three coffees in the morning, still feeling like down, needing energy drinks in the afternoon and still falling asleep at your desk at two in the afternoon. And, you know, that that's one thing that I've realized a lot in the two years since we last spoke doing this podcast and, you know, really just constantly researching this stuff, which is, um, you cannot nutritionize, nutritionalize yourself out of a bad lifestyle. Like everybody wants like a 16 hour, just I'm up and I'm at it and I'm not going to stop till I go to bed 16 hours from the time I wake up and I'm going to get eight hours of deep restful sleep. And then I'm going to wake up and feel like a million bucks. I'm just going to do that day after day. Maybe Sunday I'll go to brunch. Maybe Sunday I'll like take my dog for a walk, but then Monday through Saturday, I'm just a beast and I'm getting after it. I'm a savage. And it's like, you're right, dude. You can't, you can't, you can't do that. Like your body's just not, there is no supplement. There is no stack. There is no injection. There's no peptide. Um, there's nothing that's going to like get you to that point. And, uh, while you were talking, I thought of this book that I read a couple of years ago, it was called deep work by Cal Newport. And, you know, he was talking about this whole thing of like the best way to get the best work. Like if you want to be one of these superhuman performers, you can't expect yourself to go for all of these hours of the day because you're just good. It's just, your body just can't do it. It doesn't matter what, unless you're taking like steroids and like drinking a, like, you know, 10 cups of coffee and you're just like, right. Like you can't do it. But what you can do is you can go, I'm going to take a block of like four, I think he said four hours, but I think you could probably do like four, five, six hours, four or five, six hours. And I'm just going to go as hard as possible in this four or five, six hours. But then like all that other time that you're not sleeping, like you need that to just chill and rest and let your body recover and actually like take stuff in, like absorb stuff, you know, and you can only really do that well, like if you're in the parasympathetic um, and that's how you really, so like this whole concept of like, start from the time you wake up to the time, you, like, it's just, it's impossible. And, and again, like this goes back to that theme of burnout where we're trying to do that and it, we're just failing and it's causing all these other downstream problems. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh, for sure. I mean, some people can do it longer than others, but it just depends on your start point and your, you know, a lot of like, for me, I had four babies and I was in a trauma situation. And so that'll deplete you right down, you know? So mm -hmm. yeah, society is not designed for human health. Let's just be honest. And so if we think we have to fit society, we're going to eventually pay for it. Yeah. I, I, let me give you props for the four kids. Like 
let me tell you, like before I had my kid, I, if you would have told me I had four kids, I'd have been like, ah, get over it. Right. Suck it up buttercup, you know? And now that I have (laughs) one kid, I'm like, dude, this is insanity. Like there is like, you cannot be like a wellness influencer with a kid. I'm sorry. It's just, you start to realize like all that dumb shit that people talk like, I'm going to sleep eight hours a night. I'm going to get three hours of my aura ring of deep restful <laughs> sleep, my REM and my readiness score. And I got my whoop strap, my heart rate, my heart rate. Like, it doesn't exist, dude. Like if I can get, if I can look at my aura and it's like, Hey man, you got 35 minutes of deep sleep and your efficiency was above 60%. I'm like, Hey man, that feels freaking great because it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like this kid cries and I can't be like, Hey man, you're ruining my whole deep sleep vibe right now. You know, like I got to get this kid some milk and we gotta, we gotta get down to business. Um, so it's like, that's the other component to this too, which is like, how do you fit this stuff into a normal life? And, um, you know, you work with women and I would love to get your thoughts on like women specifically, like what are these like big issues having a child has got to be obviously the number one. And then like, I just don't know how women have kids and then have day jobs, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and go to an office and like, I know there's daycare, but, um, you know, like uh, you have to, you have to pump, you have to pump the milk. Right. And then even like that, if you want to breastfeed, like that requires a certain level of parasympathetic to get your mammary glands, to get the prolactin, mm-hmm. to get all that stuff popping. You can't do that when you're stressed. You can't do that if you're living off of coffee. So like when you're working with women like this, like, like how do you even begin to address this a burnout situation? Yeah. Wow. You, we could be here all day talking about this. Um, well, for me, I'll just speak from experience. And then of course, you know, this, you know, it's different for everyone because there has to be a willingness to somewhere create space. Uh, if we cannot create space, then all we're doing is sustaining the survival mode. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, which is fine. If that's all you can do, that's all you can do. Do you see? Um, but yeah, yeah, there has to be somewhere where we can declutter our life, create some space, uh, allow for more balance. And, you know, most people aren't in a, in a situation where they can always do that because we lost the tribe. We don't have the tribe anymore. Tribal ways were much more simple. <laughs> Takes a village. So for me, when I, when I found out I was in what I call quadruple burnout, which is like uh, a pattern in HTMA. So it's like, you know, all my macromentals were to the floor. I had this like inverted sodium potassium ratio. I had other things. So I was like depleted beyond depleted. And what I said to myself at that time was I cannot sustain my life this way anymore. I have to take better care of me. And I, I mean, my kids were young at the time, but I, and it was just us, the five of us. And I said, guys, mom's going to make some changes and I'm going to be resting a lot more and taking really good care of myself. It didn't mean I was going to ignore them. It just meant they, they also, the older ones had to like help out a little more. And then we just kind of all had to rest more. So that's where I started because I knew I can't keep pumping out this driven way 
and expect to recover. I just can't. Um, I could keep putting all this stuff in myself, but not change the lifestyle. So I think we have to come, come to acknowledge this societally speaking. I mean, look at the last two years. I think somehow that maybe has shifted some people's perspectives by like, you know, the staying at home and, you know, like, whoa, you know what I mean? Like, um, so I think that's important. And then helping women also, I think we kind of have this tendency to bear the weight of everyone else as the mother we, we nurture. But if we're also having to go out and, you know, um, be on in our work that we do outside of the home, and then we're still playing that same role in the house, that's too much. That's like two entirely full-time jobs. So there has to be some acknowledgement there of like the equity in what are we, how are we, how are we able to sustain what we're doing? Right. Um, and then, you know, we can bring in the nutrition, we can bring in the support, the right minerals and things like that. Um, but you know, there has to be an honest, uh, acknowledgement of, you know, your environment created this, mm-hmm. including the environment we were born into. That's not our fault. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. It's not entirely like our fault. I'm not like trying to blame anyone here, but like now that here we are, you know, we got to see it for what it is. Right. Right. Yeah. And there's like, yeah, of course there's like that whole, um, I've had a few conversations on this podcast about that, like this, um, what do you call it? Uh, like transgenerational stress response. Right. So like some people, you know, are just wired to have a much more profound stress response like from birth, because like, let's say their great grandparents or their grandparents were Holocaust survivors, for instance, or, you know, or like they were poor, you know, Irish immigrants living here back in the late eight, late 1800s. And they lived in the five points in New York or build a butcher and like the, you know, the gangs of New York and all this stuff or whatever it was. Right. So like, like these stress responses, and they know this because they've done these, these studies, you can look up online. It's, It's super interesting stuff. Um, or you're like, trauma, like learning about how trauma affects a person, you know, like, um, you might not have been born into a situation, but something happened along your, you know, early life, like you were five and maybe you lost a parent. You know, I I say this a lot on this podcast too, which is like, sometimes it's crazy to me when you watch the news and you hear about these horrific stories. And then like, we, as the viewer, we just move on like, okay, on to the next story. Right. But like that person, like, let's say they were kidnapped or they were part of an armed robbery or something like they have to continue living their life. And they're going to live with that for the rest of their life. And there is a certain amount of trauma that comes with that, that now on top of whatever their life is now, their body has like built in this stress response that there's just more cortisol, more norepinephrine, there's more of a hairpin trigger. And, and this is kind of why like these, um, you know, these psychedelic, um, the, the research into psychedelics is super interesting because that seems to be the only thing. And then there's like PEMF and, um, uh, you know, some other stuff that, uh, that these, um, you know, really smart biohacking doctors are doing. Um, uh, there's, um, what is it? EMDR, uh, there's like, uh, trends, there's like different things you can do with the brain, but, um, but still like, you know, what I always say is like, 
nutrition is a way to stack the odds in your favor. So like, you're right. Like you can't change your past. You can't change the situation you're born into, but I would imagine this, this is why I love the, the, the hair. And every time I'm saying HTML, I'm saying hair tissue, mineral analysis test. It's basically just a hair test. You snip your hair off and then you mail it. And then the lab will tell you like, here's all your minerals at this time. And, and I believe the hair mineral test, it's good. It's like a good analysis of like the last couple of months of your life. You, you can explain this a bit better than I can, but it basically shows me the story of how your body and how these certain tissues, like your adrenal glands and your thyroid gland is responding. So you're right. Like you as a practitioner can't go into this person's life or into this person's genes and change anything about the trauma or the way that their genome works. But what you can do is you can provide them with a nutritional plan that fits the way that their body is kind of responding. And you can see that through the mineral status. Is that does that sound yeah. about right? Oh, yeah. You can see so much. I mean, we could talk about how stress, what, how it, how it leads to burning, burning out in the body and like what happens along the way. Um, you know, yeah, anything, let's talk about it. Yeah. So anything that's perceived as, stra as stress. So we've talked about a couple of things, right? We've it's physical, mental, biological, emotional. I mean, some people watch the news and their bodies like in that fight or flight stress. Um, we can become overly stressed by excessive exposure to all this electrical pollution. Right. Um, but whatever stress per it is over time, um, the more of it, the more forms of it, the more we don't get a break from it over time, it leads to, it depletes minerals. It definitely depletes a lot of them, but I'm thinking like probably the first two I would say would be like magnesium and zinc. Um, and then, um, over time, excuse me, what will happen is the more this goes on and we're losing that those key minerals and we're losing a lot of them, by the way, we can lose pretty much all of them, um, in our urine, like they get deposited in the urine and we just pee them out. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, but what happens is over time is we lose that mineral robustness. We don't have enough. And so we end up having, um, it, we start in our stomach. Okay. So, you know, in our stomach, we need what's called stomach acid production. Well, what that does is a lot. I mean, it's massive what that does for us. It helps us, you know, break down our protein, make into neurotransmitters, which help our brain. And here we are doing all these other things, but like, we got to start there. Um, if we don't get that right, and that's left undealt with for a really long period of time, it can affect the entire GI. So we end up with things like leaky gut, right? Um, but then we also end up not being able to absorb and utilize whatever minerals and nutrition we are taking in through food and supplements in our stomach. So it's like, you know, that's a pretty big deal, right? Um, and we need, the other thing that we need to make our stomach acid is minerals in the first place, particularly salt, not table salt, not sodium, but real salt, which includes sodium chloride and a myriad of um, other trace minerals. Um, and you know, we've been lied to about that, right? So we've got the big salt lie of, 
you know, back in the seventies and it's still going on. People still think they should avoid salt. And it's like, no, you don't avoid salt. You avoid sodium that's added to foods because that's not good. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so there's a piece there. Um, so then, you know, that goes on long enough. You end up maybe with leaky gut you aren't absorbing your minerals if you're getting them in your food in the first place. Um, so then you can't actually keep things like your, your B vitamins, your C vitamins, your, your magnesium and copper and zinc. So, you know, that's a big deal. So then a lot of times people will end up with those low sex hormones, right? You've got low testosterone, mm -hmm. Uh, low progesterone in women, that's pretty common. Or we have that imbalance of estrogen and progesterone, which is another problem of the modern day. Um, and so that's that can start just from, you know, what we're consuming dietarily, but also that inability to break down just in the stomach alone. So, so over time that can continue, we can have these depletions and then we get even worse imbalances that affect like, um, well, wait, let me, let me say, so we actually need all these minerals and things for our adrenals to run. Right. Mm -hmm. So if we don't have adequate magnesium and we're still in the stress patterns, um, eventually like we don't keep pumping out cortisol that same way. We, we end up being like, nope, not going to let you do this anymore because you can't stay in this mode. We got to get you into a state of preservation now because you're so burned out that if your body could keep going, you're just going to crash, you know? So the body's really, really smart. It will try to protect you at all times. Um, so what a lot of people will find is if they keep in that go, go, go mode, Sometimes they do have a crash and burn, like I was telling you, and they're like, what the hell happened? They, they think it just happened to them. It's like, no, no, you kind of created this. Right. And but the body's protecting you. Mm -hmm. And so because it's protecting you in that state, it's not going to prioritize reproduction. It's not going to prioritize a juicy libido. It's like, dude, you should not be having a baby right now. You got to like recover. Right. Because it takes a lot for us to produce, you know, a healthy life, both um, both for men and women. Um, so I just think that's really interesting to see it, how we can set it up just from that most simple explanation right there. I mean, it's obviously a lot more to it. But then over time, the other thing that happens when we are depleting these key minerals is we're reducing this cool thing called ceruloplasmin in our liver um, which is our copper and iron transporter. And like a lot of people have that all messed up. Um, so then we're like, not, we don't have enough bioavailable copper, which is super important for, for adrenal fatigue, um, and thyroid, uh, but we don't need a lot and the modern diet, we're not eating it. Right. So so then over time, what can continue is that we don't have enough neurotransmitter production. We run out of our dopamine or we run out of GABA or whatever. Um, in addition to having like more of a poor liver function and, you know, that just makes you even more tired, right? Cause you're getting this toxic buildup and sluggishness, mm -hmm. right? So it's just, it's like this big can of worms, right? Um, 
And then what can happen too is with that magnesium and zinc depletion, it kind of sets you up for like a more, um, probably we would call it hypothyroidism, but even if you had normal circulating hormone, like you go to the doctor to get your test done and, and it's like, Oh, it's normal, but you feel hypothyroid. Like you feel totally slow. Your metabolism slow. Your extremities are cold. You're losing your hair. You're holding weight. You're getting constipated. Women are complaining about their hormones. They don't have a libido. Um, you know, that stress cascade continued long-term sets the mineral, uh, biochemistry up to be what I call, um, thyroid hormone resistance at the cell. So your, your cells change, um, their ability to be permeable and then whatever hormone you've got, it's not getting in there for your use properly. So it's like this huge cascade of um, decline, if you will, over time. And, um, it's pretty eye-opening when you can kind of see how it happens from that first part of like, Oh, we're not even getting enough minerals in the first place. And we have the stress out life, you know, and then like, let's carry on and see what happens. Well, we all end up with what are the most common metabolic issues we're facing today, right. In men and women. So mm -hmm. that's, does that make sense? No, it makes perfect sense. It's, it's just, you know, I, it's people, people are so like myopic, you know, people are just yeah. so like, it's this and that's what I'm going to get at. Like, yeah. that's what I'm going for. So I'm going to get my, I'm going to get my zinc supplement and now it's, we're good to go. And it's like, wait a second. And that's, that's how I think people also misuse the, the heritage mineral analysis is they go, you're low in zinc. So let's get you some zinc supplements. And it's like, maybe that could help, but that's not, that's not the story here. The story is that, you know, you like, let's look at your diet. Right. So like first things first, your diet and lifestyle. And this is why I hate when, when like people go, well, you just need a better diet and you need a better lifestyle because it's like, there's so much more involved to it. Um, you know, it's like, let's look at your diet and your lifestyle. Um, okay. So you're eating junk food, you're not getting sleep and you're constantly stressed. Okay. Well, zinc isn't going to help you. Like a zinc supplement is not going to do anything <laughs> for you. Um, so what you need to do is you first thing to like take away all the stuff that is sabotaging like yeah. your zinc production. And that probably has a lot to do with stomach acid. Like why isn't your stomach acid popping in? Well, because you, uh, you overeat, right. You're a, you're a binge eater, you know, or you drink too much alcohol or you, you eat too much processed food, or you don't like eat in a calm, relaxed state. Like you eat on the run, you eat at your desk at work, you eat like while you're having an argument with like your lover or whatever. Right. So like you have to fix these things first and get the stomach acid pop in because once you get that going, okay, now you're starting to assimilate those nutrients. Now you're starting to assimilate the copper and the iron and the B12 and you know, those minerals there. Okay, cool. Now we can start to talk about like, what are the supplements that can help? Well, the supplements will work now because to get to that point where your stomach acid is working, you just did all this other stuff. Like, it's not just going to happen where you're like day one, oh, look at that. My stomach acid's working. Like, that's like the hardest thing I think I've ever had to do as a coach is to just get somebody's stomach acid and get them digesting properly. Right. And you need to get their heartburn to go away and get them like, I don't feel bloated after a meal, you know, like 
once you get to that point, then you can start doing this other stuff. But until you get to that point, um, you know, and then of course there's like the reason why your stomach acid isn't doing well is because, well, you got all that cortisol going on and you're like, you know, you're constantly in fight or flight. Well, why is that? Well, because maybe there's like an environmental stressor in your life, right? A lot of people talk about mold nowadays, which is a huge problem, or um, you have a chemical exposure of some sort, you know, and that's a whole other can of worms, right? Like once you start talking about that stuff, but um, yeah, like, like what you said really hits it because you, you start to realize when you start going down that wormhole, you start to realize how interconnected this is and why it's just so much more complex than going, I'll take a zinc supplement and everything will be better. It's like, you could take a zinc supplement, but I promise you things aren't going to get better. Um, you can make things worse. And how, how can you explain how that is? Because like, that's, that's kind of shocking to people, you know, they, I know, like, I, know. Like, I, you, I always tell people like, you understand the way the supplement industry is like everything has a benefit. There are again, a hundred billion dollar industry. The supplement is, industry is, and every single one of those supplements, every dollar of that hundred billion dollars people bought because that supplement was sold to them with a benefit. So if it yeah. all has a benefit, then why not just take all of it? Because we have these rate limiting, you know, mechanisms in our body that say, if you take a thousand dollars worth of supplements right now, all at once, you're going to vomit and you're going to have diarrhea and you're going to feel like absolute trash. You might need to get your stomach pumped. So <laughs> like, let's take a step back and, and really understand like, what right. is, why am I taking these supplements? What is missing from my life and my diet and my lifestyle that is not allowing me to have zinc. And then if I take the zinc, why is it like, why am I feeling more anxiety? Why am I feeling more like restless? Why can't I sleep at night? You know, like, what is that? Well, we have to remember nature didn't isolate any minerals. So if we think about how nature does it, where every mineral affects every mineral and every nutrient is affects each other, you know, you can't go and get a spinach leaf that only has zinc, right? You can't go and get a piece of beef that only has zinc, right? Like we can't do that in nature. So we have to remember that nature is actually really smart in what is what the foods uptake of nutrient wise. So like you'll, you'll hear things like certain plants have more of affinity to uptake specific minerals than another. So, you know, and people aren't aware of that, you know, cause we don't teach that any anywhere, but if you're like a, a farmer, monocropping farmer, but like a real farmer, you, you would know these things. Just talk about zinc for one second is I know because you're on it because of the last two years, everyone's throwing it down. Right. Got to take zinc. Got to protect myself from the vid. Right. Um, or even big thing for men with low testosterone and libido, like taking zinc. So um, what we have to understand is every mineral affects each other. And there's this this kind of it's like. You could take one thing knowing, hey, I need zinc, zinc's good. But if you take it by itself and not understand your current body's chemistry, you could be playing with fire if you take too much for too long and you don't partner it up with the right other things. So if we're looking at just like the first four main macro minerals, which we talked about in the last episode, we talked about calcium, magnesium, sodium, and potassium. 
um, zinc can have a, like a synergistic kind of like a raising impact on our calcium, uh, metabolism, which we don't necessarily want to do too much of if we're already in a pattern of, you know, excess tissue calcium and it, but it has a synergistic impact on magnesium. So, okay, that's good. But then it could also kind of lower our sodium levels, but it could support our potassium levels. So if you don't know where you're at and you're taking too much, you might mess up that and that balance somehow, um, especially if you just isolate zinc only. Right. So, you know, uh, <laughs> I mean, that that people don't comprehend that at all because they're not looking at this stuff. But, you know, it's important to understand there is, you know, kind of like this uh, mineral wheel and all these minerals and there's arrows going back and forth all over to like, which one helps, which one, and which one doesn't help each other quite the same as this one and that one. So it's just like, you're, you're, you're trying to play God right Um, now to some degree, we can be smarter about taking these things and not isolating one and high dosing it, but it's still tricky business. I find. You're right. It is. Um, and I think that's like kind of why I, I, um, like I used to take like these trace mineral drops and I stopped doing that. Um, you know, because I'm, I, I feel like I have a pretty decent diet. Like I try to, you know, get my diet like as, as, as pure as possible. Like it's not perfect, but it's certainly like my sourcing is I'm getting, I'm like my, my produce comes from farmers who grow it in like this mineral rich soil in the mountains here in Puerto Rico. Um, Mm. you know, or like there's people who go to farmers markets like that, you know? Um, but I know one thing that you do, at least this is what you did when I took the course with you was you had like meal, like you had, um, like food recommendations and like the foods that were high in these certain minerals. So like, I don't take a zinc supplement, but I have a lot of red meat. Um, and I have a lot of, um, pumpkin seeds. I love, I, I make, it's my favorite snack is pumpkin seeds. And those have a lot of zinc in them too. So, um, I think my zinc, I don't know. I haven't taken a hair tissue mineral analysis in a while, but like, I feel like my zinc is probably adequate enough, you know, because I, all those, all those dude things I need to have happen, like, tend to happen. So I'm not like, I don't think I'm in a deficit of testosterone. And if I am like, if this is what low testosterone feels like, like, I think I'm okay. Like, I don't need to go above and beyond like, because I'm, you know, I have all the good symptoms of like good testosterone, but, um, but yeah, it's like you, you, and then if we're talking about zinc too, like low zinc might not be happening because you don't have enough zinc in your diet. Low zinc, like you said, could be a, issue of excess calcium because it plays with calcium and it might not be because you have so much calcium in your diet, but because your body is like your glands, um, your organs are expressing themselves in a way, maybe because of stress or whatever, that it's holding on to calcium so much that it's naturally lowering the zinc that's being absorbed in your body. So even if you are taking a zinc supplement, you might not be getting it because of stomach acid or because you know, of like HPA burnout or like inflammation or whatever it is. Yeah. So many, so many moving parts for sure. Um, I mean, everyone can start with diet. I think it's totally valid. In fact, 
that's what I do with most of my clients is I, I have, I give them like a little, uh, homework assignment and I'm like, here, why don't you check in in your top four, maybe four to six minerals I might give them and use the chronometer app. We're not looking at anything else. We're just plugging in a couple minerals and just see, like, let's just see what you might, maybe you're getting. And that's really eye-opening for people, you know, cause then it's connecting you to where it comes from in the first place. And then it motivates you to either a change up your diet, like diversify, try a little bit to, harder to eat, you know, Oh, I'm not getting any potassium. Well, shit. Let me, what's the potassium foods. Let me start working on that, you know? And like, that's, that's the, the better way, right? We, we kind of get lazy with this whole supplement thing and, and we, we don't realize that I think. So yeah, you could very well get plenty of zinc in a very good real food ancestral type of diet. And if you're getting all your minerals in your diet or getting a decent amount of minerals in your diet, that will also include salt too. That will help you build your hydrochloric acid, you know, because it takes a lot of minerals to do that. Um, so you might not uh, have strong hydrochloric acid at first, but if you keep eating a nutrient dense diet and support yourself, you certainly can do a better job. Um, I mean, the correction isn't to go and take a supplement of hydrochloric acid. The correction is to support the adrenals and rebuild the minerals. That's how you build stomach acid. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I think you, you, you probably could very well be doing all right there. Um, and it is possible. It just really, again, depends on so many things. Like if you were a smoker for 20 years, you know, you've got cadmium toxicity, you know, that drains your, your zinc right up. So there's all these factors that we aren't thinking about that could be changing one person to the next, um, how they need to do a specific mineral. Right. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about that a little bit, like the, the toxicity part too, because we didn't really touch on that too much in the last one. And I think that's actually so interesting. Um, you know, cause I think a lot about now, I, I think I said this a little earlier, which is like, maybe you don't have to add, maybe you need to subtract more, you know? So like you mentioned something like cadmium toxicity, uh, then there's also like aluminum toxicity, mercury issues, um, which you can see from the hair tissue mineral analysis. So like, how do you see that whole thing playing into this equation? Uh, well, I guess the first thing that I would say is we talked about that kind of like cascade of how you end up in depletion, right? Um, so whether, you know, like one person is currently depleted or not, we haven't been exposed to enough minerals, right? So we all are running around with some deficiency or imbalance. Um, and so what happens is if the mineral isn't in the body in the right place and you are exposed to a heavy metal, which we all are mm -hmm. there, we just are to varying degrees or another, but aluminum is a byproduct of like the fluoride industry. It's in glyphosate. It's in these stupid chemtrails. It's an adjunct in, um, vaccines. It's, it's everywhere. Right. Um, so if you're exposed to aluminum and you, you are exposed to a, enough of it a lot over time and you can't get it out through the urine or the skin, 
the body's like, ah, oh, crap. I, I, I don't know what to do with all this. I can't detox it properly. So I'm going to just go store it or I'm going to put it in an enzyme site where, receptor site where the mineral that I need isn't there. Right. So there's all these ways we mm-hmm. end up accumulating, especially if you're already in a mineral deficient state. And so most people have no clue that this is the piece. So like, for example, if you're a smoker, you have definitely have cadmium toxicity. There's no way around that. If you had amalgam fillings, you definitely have mercury toxicity and some copper. And when I say toxicity, I actually, what I really mean is a higher body burden versus like an acute, like poisoning. Right. So it's like this, it's almost like being the frog in the pot of boiling water, right? right. It's like this overtime thing. You don't realize it's going on until one day you have all these problems and you're like, what the heck? Right. It's kind of like that burden can increase over time um, because the body's always trying to protect you and keep you safe. So it'll just be like, all right, we're going to put it here. We're going to put it there. There's no mineral here. There's no zinc here. I'm going to put the cadmium here mm. because it can do a function. It's just mm. not effective. It's just not Mm -hmm. clean and pure and good. So, so we end up, you know, potentially all having some body burden of a variety of heavy metals, which don't do the job effectively. They drain the reserve of the body. And so you start supplementing willy nilly with something like zinc, which can drive out mercury and cadmium as well you could end up herxing yourself potentially. I mean, it's not necessarily a guarantee, but like if you're not careful and you go take a ton um, for a long time, you know, you certainly could have these kind of herx reactions that would come from releasing those things out of storage places in the body, which isn't really ideal. You don't really want to force it out in this harsh way. Um, not too many people get carried away enough to, to make that happen, but it there is potential for it. It's possible. I've seen it. Yeah. That's actually an interesting way of explaining it. I've never heard it that way, which is the problem with the mineral deficiency like this. It's not that your it's not, it's not that your body, it gives a little bit more specificity as to why your body needs these minerals because they're literally holding a place so that all of these other heavy metals that could fit into those substrates don't go in there. So like, um, I don't know what, what aluminum, what the mineral that counteracts aluminum is, let's say zinc or whatever. Um, the problem with not having enough zinc, isn't that, Oh, your body needs zinc. It's that your body needs zinc to keep aluminum from binding to whatever that substrate is. And then causing all of that havoc that it does because you can't, you can't get away from aluminum now it's, it's there, you know, it's, it's, if you have mercury fillings, unless you go get them taken out, which is very hard to do. Um, that's a part of your life, you know, um, cadmium from smokers. Um, there's, there's a bunch in there. I haven't, I can't think of off the top of my head, what they all are. Um, is, um, what are some of those other metals that are in there? Lead, uranium. Yes. And yeah. lead, lead is like impossible to get away from. Like it's in, it's, if it's in your drinking water, um, the, you know, like the fluoride is a problem, like all of these, like this is just the world we live in. So it's like, this mm-hmm. is why, this is why the mineral piece is so important. It's, it's such an interesting way to, um, 
to say it before we, before we finish, I actually, you mentioned something earlier. I want, I've been, it's been on the top of my head since we, since you said it. Um, can you explain this connection between adrenals and back health uh, or um, like a, like a sore oh. back? Because I find that so interesting and I actually find it true in my life. Like I'll just get these random back pains. I haven't lifted anything, you know, I, I, I haven't, but it's, it's from stress. So like, can you explain this? Cause I think this might blow some people's minds. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't explain it super in depth, but the general idea is your adrenal glands actually control way more than you realize. All, all we think about is cortisol, 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 but they actually help the, this whole central area of our body with ligament laxity. Um, so you have all these ligaments in your core and your abdomen and your back, like that area is loaded. Right. And it's, it's like holding everything together. It's a very important area to have this working right, because all of like our, our important organs are like housed right in that area where the adrenals are sitting on top of our kidneys. And so they play this huge role in helping us, um, keep all that you know, regulated properly. I'm not probably saying this right. So like, I don't know if you remember an NTA when we were learning about that, but um, basically you walk around the grocery store and you see people like they can't even hold themselves mm -hmm. up right anymore. And it's just a sign that we don't have this robust adrenal function, mineral loss, you know, but so for me, because I was in that quadruple burnout, I didn't have protection for my central organs and, and area from that adrenal support, holding everything tight together. And so you bend over and you throw out your back and we, now people do it so much. They're like, Oh yeah, my back, my back. It's like, well, but how did your back get so bad? Like what, what led to that? Cause that's not normal. Um, and so you rebuild your minerals and your adrenals and everything starts working better. I mean, right. it's so crucial. So, yeah, so it's really cool. Like look up adrenals and ligament laxity and see what you find, because there might be more cool information out there, but I just don't think people understand, um, the role that they play. Cause we isolate so much this whole cortisol side of it. Right. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Well, you know, too, like cortisol is meant to, or one of the things it does is it combats inflammation. So like if you are inflamed, you know, one of the problems with adrenal fatigue is that, you know, your HPA axis that controls the release of cortisol from your adrenal glands, it's a negative feedback loop. So if you are just like constantly on high cortisol and norepinephrine release at some point, your body, your body's like, okay, we got enough. We're just not going to make anymore. And it doesn't make anymore. And then all of a sudden, like all that inflammation that the cortisol was suppressing. Now that's, now that's there. Now you feel it. So now all of that, like all of that stress that you've put on your muscles, now you're going to start feeling that. And if I do remember right from the NTP training was that your adrenal glands are tied to muscles in your back. And so if your adrenals are, like if you're not getting, if you're not getting production out of there, if your adrenals are burnt out, then it's going to have an effect on like the muscles in your back. So like, 
you're not going to have the strength in your back anymore. That muscle is going to be weakened and you can, I luckily have never thrown my back out. Thank God. But like, there are those times, especially since I've had my kid where like the lack of sleep and like the, like the stress of all these other things I'm doing, it starts to like come. And now all of a sudden it's like, Oh, there's back pain. Like I don't have back pain. All of a sudden there's back pain. Where does back pain come from? And then it just takes like a good night of sleep or maybe like a day where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to like chill. I'm not going to work out. I'm not going to do, you know, work. I'm not going to do schoolwork. I'm just going to chill. The back pain's gone. So, you know, I, I do think you're right where a lot of times, like we are so conditioned to over diagnose ourselves. We got back pain. Oh my God, I got to get painkillers. Yep. Okay. Well now you're going to stress out your liver. Now you're going to start going down this whole other path of all these problems, you know? Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, it's it's amazing. If we could just learn how our bodies work better and look at it systemically versus isolationistic like allopathic does, because I think mm -hmm. that's why we do that. We do that because of, um, well, we're marketed to, but we also do it because that's what we think, pill for an that's hour. That's what I think, yeah. And you don't want to be anti-science, God forbid, because pills are science. And if you don't like the pills, then you're anti-science and what do you not like chemistry? What are you an idiot? Like, come on, duh, it pills. Depends on your definition of science, but that's another. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I, it's 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 not science anymore. It's the science. There's only right. the science, and the science is settled, no matter it's what. Tell you is the science. <laughs> but Lydia, this was this is actually a, a very fun conversation. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, I know yeah. you know we had a great response last time. Probably going to get another good response this time. So if somebody wants to follow you, they would like to work with you. Maybe even if there's a practitioner out there listening to this who wants to take your course, where is somebody? Where, where where would you send somebody online to go find more about you? Yeah, well, definitely my website, and I'll give you the link for that. It's LydiaJoy.myKajabi.com. I know it's clunky. Um, and you can learn about all the, like I have a core, a mini course called remineralize. I work with clients one-on-one -on -one, and then I teach practitioners as well. So I have a podcast. It's a joy to be me, um, helping women out of burnout. And it's also, you know, men listen to it sometimes too. So it's not just for women, but I primarily work with women. So, so that's really good. I get kind of nerdy on there a lot um, with all this stuff. So if you like this kind of thing, you can dig into the archives and go to town over there. <laughs> yeah, it's a great podcast. You're doing, again, like I love having you on because like you do get so nerdy with this stuff. And it's like the people listening to this, like, they don't want to hear like diet and exercise. They want to hear about things like mineral balancing. And, you know, it's like, and the best thing about the, the hair mineral tissue analysis test is that it's, it's, it's not expensive. Like it's not, it's not an expensive test. It's actually of all the tests you can do, it's affordable. So, you know, your insurance is not going to pay for it, but like, it's not going to like set you back a lot. And it's like way easier than a blood test. And, you know, you can do yeah. multiple of them and always track your progress. So um, I yeah. think that's a big thing. You're going to learn about a lot about your body, like a lot. Like it's like, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was awesome, Lydia. I'm, I'm so excited to get this one out and um, we'll be sure to link to all of the links and directions that you provided here for us. And hopefully some people follow up with you and listener and viewer, be sure to follow up with Lydia. If you enjoyed this podcast, check out our previous one. I'll link to that one in the show notes here. And if you, it's your first time here at Holistic Nootropics, then 
take a take a day and binge through some of the old podcasts. We have a great library full of incredibly valuable information like what you just got here on this podcast today. And if you haven't done so, remember to subscribe, head on over to uh, Apple Podcasts and give the podcast a five-star review. And until next time, everybody, peace. Thanks for listening. For more brain-boosting info, in-depth articles, and show notes, check out holisticnootropics.com. 